Blog Talk Radio. Barbie, I've got two Barbies this week. I really did. You know, you guys know I'm a Barbie uh, 
uh, collector, right? And so uh, I love, uh, I've been collecting Barbies, like, how many years now? It's maybe been, like, maybe about 20 years. Probably about 20 years. And I got, the other day, my grandparents got me the John Piscott, Piscate, I always say his name right, Piscate, 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 or whatever, um, doll it was really cute the art the art artist doll, you know doll and i really have a fascination with this artist because i i watched a documentary on him several years ago and ever since then i've been have I've, i have a fascination i've had a fascination about his artwork and everything part of the fascination was this i'm more, more fascinated with his life i get so interested in people's lives you know because he has such a weird mysterious life but not only that but i was you know his artwork i was his artwork really was, it was different, but, you know, it was like, were you like, huh? Like, I've seen it in person, some of the pieces, some major pieces in person, and I was like, uh, okay. But I, it was, for me, the more interesting thing about this guy was him. him has a, I, And I think that was the, the interesting thing about him is his background, who he was and stuff like that, so... Several years ago, when I saw this documentary, I like got this. I got a. I, I start. I got a movie. Read a movie about him, and start getting like different stuff and reading different things about him. And you know, just always a fascination. So it was really cool. I didn't even know they had a Barbie doll like this. So I'm. I'm. I was really excited about this Barbie. And also, I got my little Elton John Barbie too. You know? Oh my God! It was so cute. Uh, so that's my birthday, okay, y'all. I've been having, you know, I've been having a great birthday yesterday. I went to, I have not see it. Well, another thing, reason why I hadn't had the show is because I had, a, I, went, I went to a, went to a beautician the other day, got my hair done, okay, and so I took me. It was a, it was a minute, okay. It took, you know, when y'all go to back, when you start going back to the beauty shop. Ciao, okay. So it'd be a minute. But shout out to Crystal. She's so dope. This girl's so dope. I'm telling you, she's dope, okay? But so, yeah, dope hairdresser. So I got my hair done because I'm preparing for my little dark suit this week. And then we're going to, then, you know, I got all kind of drama going on. All kind of stuff. So that's why I've been so busy. I'm trying to explain myself to (laughs) y'all. And then we had the uh, election, which is what the show's about today. And let me tell you something. Black people, I had to go into mourning for a second. Y'all like, well, Carlotta, I thought you said both of them white supremacists. They are. But I had to go into mourning for you. And this show, I, I really don't, I, I hurried up and got it together real quick tonight, and I really, I really hope I make sense in what I have to say to you. Because what I've seen the last year, you know, I, I posted a meme up. It's a, there's one of my favorite. Let me just go back. One of my favorite shows ever when Aaron Magruder, Aaron Magruder was a runner. By the way, back in the day when Aaron Magruder, not when he left, but when Aaron Magruder was a runner for Boondocks, I used to love Boondocks. I actually loved the cartoon. I used to read the cartoon in the paper. Aaron Magruder had this episode when Barack Obama becomes president and him and Uncle Ruckus <laughs> decide they're leaving America. They're going to Canada. 
him and Uncle Ruckus now, now you know who Uncle Ruckus represents. He's the far white, he's a black uh, conservative, what some people would consider coonish or whatever. And Huey is power to the people, black people first and everything. And suddenly he's in the spot where he feels like, you know, all of black America is happy and they're celebrating and they're excited. And Huey, they're asking Huey about the uh, election of Barack Obama. And he's like, eh. And they're like, well, what do you think it means to America? He's like, the end of America. He's he's seeing that that this this dichotomy of this here comes the first black president, but it's also going to take us in a different direction. And boy, was he right! Huey was such a that cartoon character. So this so I felt like Huey this week. I felt like Huey this week. And I told y'all, what did I tell y'all? First of all, I know people going to get mad at me. I know black people in some sort of way out here because y'all, y'all extra. Y'all being extra right now. Y'all always extra when y'all like something. But I've been, if you've been listening to this show for months, I said that there, the only way that Kamala Harris becomes vice president and Joe Biden wins if the election is a fraud. I still think, I believe Donald Trump on that. It, I've been saying that before Donald Trump. I said if they win, because I know white America. I've been around white America enough for years to understand the dynamics of white America. To not vote Hillary in and not vote one they own, and suddenly they let Kamala Harris go, no, that, you can trust me. And these were and these strong Republican strongholds, they did not, Georgia, they did not flip it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say this. I told my husband that morning, Georgia, no, Maybe the morning before, I said Georgia was going to be a problem. And you know why I said Georgia was going to be a problem? Because I remembered the riots. And I remembered two things out of the riots, who they were starting to lift up, Keisha Lance Bottom, and they was having a problem mostly in that Atlanta area. And um, and then they had also re- uh, lifted up Stacey Abrams before. I'm a conspiracy theorist, right? I don't have no proof of my conspiracy, but I got good en- I got I can sniff out energy. And I said, uh-uh, something ain't right. And that night when I saw Fox call the election, because I was watching Fox, and when I saw Fox call an election, see, I see, I pay attention to little things that people don't pay attention to. Let me go back a little bit about Fox. Fox has been trying to get off of Fox. If you guys don't know about the behind the scenes, and we, I've talked about it a little bit on this show, that the brothers, you know, Rupert Murdoch has, I think, stepped down from the everyday um, – uh, grind of running Fox Network, right? And his sons took up the uh, charge, right? Remember, um, I forget the guy, the big guy who used to be over the network who was extra conservative, extra hard, but he kind of went out, and I think he passed away not too long ago, but he uh, he went out with Bill O'Reilly and all them people were going out and stuff like that during that time. Well, because behind the scenes there was a ledge that the two brothers were arguing about the direction a Fox Network. Now, Fox Network, as conservative as it is, or sometimes I can't stand to watch it. I can't stand to watch MSNBC sometimes either. And sometimes I can't stand to watch CNN. Now I really can't stand CNN. CNN them became Fox, and Fox them became CNN, but on the opposite side. So anyway, going back to what I was saying, behind the scenes they were trying, even though Fox is this, Fox, is, Fox was a monster. It had become number one. It's still number one. Because it's such a conservative, white America loves Fox, okay? And 
Fox's at Conservative News Network, which also now has got other spinoff news shows happening. OAN, One American News is happening. Then you got Newsmax who's coming up the ranks and stuff like that. But the brothers' fight behind the scenes was whether Fox should still be as conservative as it is. From what that was alleged, I think one brother was wanting it to stay the same and one brother wasn't. I think the one brother who didn't want to stay the same sat down. So I knew it was the turning of Fox was coming. I knew Fox going to more of a middle ground was coming. Plus, I'm going to get into all of this about what I, about globalism and neos because you got this is all about globalism, and I keep telling y'all about this fight between globalists and nationalists, and I'm going I'm going to talk more about that into the show. But I want y'all to know Fox had to go. Fox, I was not surprised that night when Fox called Arizona wrongly. I wasn't surprised. I said, oh. It is the turning on Donald Trump. Here it comes. Okay. So now, a lot of people get mad at me. I, you know, because I've been talking on different people, some of my friends' pages and stuff like that. And because sometimes we, we as people, we as black people, we get so caught up in our emotionalism that we don't learn to be critical thinkers. So we think because, you know, people can see both sides or we take a side that's unusual to a side black people wouldn't normally take, we think what black people start to do is attack you. Well, they think they're attacking you by saying, oh, you're a Republican. Because they're trying to discredit you. Because you're, but that, that's not, listen, if I was a Republican, I'd own it. I'm very independent in my thoughts. I voted for a Republican. I voted independent. I voted a Democrat. I voted uh, for a Green Party. Everything under the sun. I'm none. I'm not limited by the things that you are limited by, that some of you are limited by. Well, to me, when you say I'm Republican, I'm Democrat, that just tells me where you stopped at, okay? <laughs> so that doesn't really, that doesn't, now I can be slightly more conservative concerning things. I can be, and I lean conservative, okay, on certain things. Most black Americans do, though. So, um, so, so when you say when people say those type of things, they think they're insulting you. Oh, there's some very intelligent Republicans, just like there's some very intelligent uh, Democrats. There's some very intelligent, and there's some very dumb Republicans. There's some very dumb Democrats. Okay, so um, when you say things like that in an argument, you do not insult. That does not insult me. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. And trust me, if I was, I'd own it. I'm not scared. I am, the one thing I ain't scared of is uh, going against the crowd, okay? That's not my thing. I, I don't, I never, I, I've never been a roller with the crowd, okay? That just ain't who I am, right? So, we don't, I'm a, so I want to get into that. A lot of people think, so I want to stop that ahead of time. Some of y'all still going to think it, but it's okay. Think what you want to think. I vote, you can call me that if you want to. I voted for everybody under the sun, so you're right. You can call me whatever you think. I'm, I've, I've been a Republican. I've been a Democrat. I've been a Libertarian. I've been an Independent. I've been it all, okay? <laughs> so whatever you feel like you need to, uh, you need to do to justify in your mind and your emotionalism to be able to stomach me or to be able to get mad at me, that's fine, okay? So when I come back, that's gonna because I want to give y'all that warning because I'm gonna have a talk to you, a talk with you about globalism and nationalism, and it's a very important argument. I think most Black Americans are missing, and I think we don't really quite understand the way the world's going. And it's so funny to me 
Because a lot of y'all call yourself in church all the time. Well, yet y'all y'all be telling, talking, y'all be talking about the Bible and all this stuff, but y'all don't know nothing about the end times. No, nothing about one world government, new world order. I be like, what in the world? So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that tonight. I'm going to tell you my perspective and why I call this show the end of an era. Okay? It's the end of the era. Coronavirus, not Donald Trump leaving office. Coronavirus, I call it the death of an era. Okay? This show tonight. Because coronavirus signaled the death of the world as we knew it. Okay? Just like 9-11 at one point signaled the death of something. And this time, I'm going to talk to you guys about the death of an era, okay? And to expect change. I'm, you know, here's what I'll tell you this before I go into break. But my uncle um, had called me. It was we, we, I was, I was, I had when Barack Obama. I told you guys all know that I, I worked for the Barack Obama campaign. I volunteered. I was one of the first people. But when Barack wasn't popular, I, uh, I opened up with some a group of people. The first offices in Missouri. I mean, we was we was hitting up like stuff like the town joiner shows and all kind of stuff, doing all kind of things, trying to get out the vote back in the day for Barack Obama. We used to laugh and say we was out we was out there hoeing for Barack. <laughs> okay, so okay, so so uh, so we were really matter of fact, I was a precinct captain. I, I, you, you name it. Okay. And ran for delegate during that year, all kind of stuff, okay? So learn more about politics, and, and that's where I can't be grateful to Barack Obama on that level. I didn't like After Barack Obama got in, I didn't like him much. But I can be grateful on the level of, 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 of learning so much about civic duties and different things like that. So, but let me tell you, that night we went to, we went to Grant Park, me and, a, uh, and some people who worked the campaign. We got into Grant Park that night. We were there the night Barack Obama uh, they announced his presidency, and has <laughs> Barack Obama was out on stage. And I remember having my phone, and my uncle called me, but I couldn't hear him. <laughs> and I remember he Barack came out, and my uncle said, "Oh my God, they look dark." He said, "It's about to all change now. He ain't gonna do nothing, <laughs> right?" And suddenly, I knew my uncle was right. Because that moment, that moment was, it was a happy moment, but then it was a sad moment. Well, I'm going to talk about how the election was a little bit of that for me, too. Um, have a good talk when we get back. The death of an era. The reality TV president. Coming to an end And now Y'all are about to get Y'all about to get the reboot The Scorpio The Transformer The Transformer Be careful what you ask for (laughs) Oh I think y'all gonna probably miss the Gemini After about a couple years of fucking Biden Okay we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it and everything. And we're going to talk about I got to talk about y'all dancing in the fucking streets looking like complete idiots. I'm like, black people, oh, my God. 
y'all, y'all dancing in the streets for the man who wrote the crime bill, who participated in the three strikes bill. A lot of y'all people, your family's in jail right now because of this man. But y'all, y'all talking, well, he's sorry for that. And his partner, wait a minute, let me explain this. His partner is the woman and who was in California putting poor people in jail for truancy laws and keeping more people, keep putting the family, the parents in jails for truancy laws and everything there. And then she was also keeping men in jail past their time to fight for Y'all don't know what y'all have done, but it's okay. I'm here to explain it to you. And we're coming into one of the maybe most interesting economic times. Perhaps could be worse than the, what the crack era was. And if you grew up with the crack bomb, you knew that shit was not pleasant. Okay? So these two are in office when we about to go through hard, maybe possibly we'll be coming to office when we're getting ready to go through possible hard economic times. I'm telling you. What y'all about to see, what y'all about to get. Y'all think y'all about to get something different, but y'all not, y'all going to get something different. But it ain't what you think. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more when I come back. Let's take a break, though, for a minute. Got to get some baby face going. Oh, I know we're going to try to, I'm going to try to get a little bit of celebrity gossip in tonight. If I cannot get in a little bit of the celebrity gossip, no, I'm going to have a part two, okay? And, um... Wait a minute, before I go, I had some things I wanted to shout out. Y'all know how I'll be talking. I forgot. Okay, next Saturday, I believe, next Saturday. Next Saturday, I'm going to have Christian Nicole back on. She's going to talk about her book, The Reign of Africa. It's a children's book. It'd probably be great for y'all to uh, get for uh, your, if you have children. It's about uh, Africa and the different tribes of Africa. This This young lady is so talented, so dope. Uh, the book is great. I met with her a couple weeks ago, and she got brought me my own copy. And then I got to buy a few copies because I got people who want copies. So you know, for the holidays. So I'm just encouraging y'all to listen to that show, and make sure uh, you guys uh, purchase that book from her. Okay, and I'll probably put up a. a I, I'm pretty sure I will put up a, a thing for you guys to um, for a link so you guys can go. And buy uh, buy the book, okay, and support uh, sis. Okay, I'm excited. Oh, also, I got Sheila Shelby coming on. I think the week of is it Thanksgiving week or is it the week after or the week before? I don't know. <laughs> we got a lot of artists coming up. What is it? Uh, hold on, guys. I think it's gonna be. I'm gonna announce it again, probably on part two show tomorrow night. So. But Sheila is coming on. Sheila Shelby, and let me see her book. Do I have her book here? And I want you guys to know that book. See, I got everybody's book up but that book. Okay, so I'm going to have to tell you guys. I'll tell you guys the name after the break. I'm going to try to find where I put that book, and I will give you the name of that. But definitely tune in for that show. I think it's somewhere around Thanksgiving week that we're going to have that show with Sheila coming on and discussing discussing uh, her book. And um, then also, and it's a very good book, it's about her growing up and uh, growing up in, I think, in a household where her uh, where there was some abuse going on and stuff like that. So it's, it's going to be a very good conversation to have with her. Uh, also, um, I've been talking to the young ladies. I don't know if you guys have uh, 
then why I, you guys are not, some people are into tarot cards. Like, I love tarot readings. I know saints, so pray for me, pray for me. <laughs> but I like that, you know, I love tarot readings, and it's a popular, it's three sisters that are very popular. They they started off on YouTube. They're very popular. They, they do uh, tarot card reading. I've been talking to the sisters about coming on the show, and they were supposed to come on this month. But we couldn't get our time together and stuff like that. I was late answering. I, one of their emails went to spam. I was late answering. My, totally my fault. But we, we, we've been dealing, talking to, I've been emailing them back and forth. And Trinity Oracles are going to try to be on here. It's gonna, that's going to be one of my shows at the beginning of the year, okay? I am so excited for these girls. Let me tell you, they are so dope. I, I love watching them. They do, they've done a... Really great readings on people like Jeff Bezos, uh, uh, Elon Elon Musk, Bill Gates. I mean, really good stuff. Okay, so we're gonna talk to them. We got I got so many things I want to talk to them about. So I am definitely trying to have them on the show. We're looking at January. We think we think. So I wanted to let y'all know where we were at on that. Okay, all right. And I forgot to tell y'all. Two books I'm starting to read. I just, the other week, I went to uh, my birthday week, and I went out when I was buying, you know, when I like to shop on my birthday week. <laughs> but I, I love to get books, and I saw two great books, books I've been talking about reading. Mariah Carey's book, I got that in the, uh, in, the, in the queue to read, but only after I finished reading Lenny Kravitz's book, Let Love Rule, okay? So I'm going to tell you all about how I feel about Lenny Kravitz's book, after I read it, I am so excited to read this thing. I'm like, you know what? I cannot wait. So I, so if you guys want to read with me and join along and read uh, the book with me, and probably about a couple of weeks, I'll talk about it. Lenny La- Kravitz, Let Love Rule. That's the book I'm reading right now. So definitely, definitely do so. And I'll tell y'all what I think about it in a couple of weeks. Okay, I'm thinking about bringing back the book club. Y'all know I talked about that this week. So I may do that, okay? I may do it, all right? All right, y'all. So we're going to go to a break. When I come back, we're going to talk about the death of an era. I'm going to tell y'all what I thought about Kamala Harris and Joe Biden's election win, okay? Meanwhile, his baby face, grown and sexy. It's the CC Show. I'm Carlotta. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
Ohio. Ohio did end up being for Trump, but but uh, that um, Michigan stuff like that. I don't believe because I look that night when they were taking too long to come in. I went to go see because they have a thing, a, a website where you can look at the number of ballots that were cast. At that time in in Michigan, I think Donald Trump was up like about five or six hundred thousand. Like I was like. And, and and I think at that moment in Detroit, the Detroit area, they were saying like it was like six to seven hundred thousand ballots that had not yet come in from that area, just that area alone. Now, Donald Trump was already really far ahead, so Joe Biden would have to win all of them votes. I, I it was just some suspicious stuff. I can't prove it, but in my head, it was some suspicious stuff going on. And, you know, look, I'm a little bit, if, if you listen to this show, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, um, a conspiracy theorist. I like a lot of, uh, I like a lot of odd things. So I had listened to that. I, I, I don't know if you guys, some of you listen to Rabina out here. Rabina, real talk, she's on a real astrologer. She's an astrologist. She does a really great reading. She's real popular. She does them on YouTube. Um, she has a real astrology uh, page on, uh, uh on, on Facebook, that's real popular. But Rabina had done a reading, I mean, not a reading, but she had done a, 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 a birth chart look at Joe Biden, like, that day. Was it that day or the day before? And I was in there listening to her birth chart reading, and, man, his his birth chart just said nothing but that the election would be fraud, that he would win at the last minute. She, she kind of actually predicted, she's the only one I know that predicted it to happen the way it happened. And it happened exactly that way. And so I, you know, and he's just, it's Scorpio season. He's a Scorpio. <laughs> I'm a Scorpio too, but I know. I understand what you what we're getting ready uh, to get out of this. So those are just my little predictions on my own in my own little spiritual uh, esoteric world that I was, I was thinking. But when I'm talking about the death of an era, you know, before coronavirus, people, it, it didn't look like, first of all, it, we, we knew that Donald Trump was probably, before coronavirus, was about to get four more years, okay? But a coronavirus turned out to be the perfect storm, the perfect storm to come through. And really, COVID, and if, you, if you've if you been listening to this show, you know I believe they hyped COVID. COVID, I don't believe is... is 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 as bad as they're making it. I mean, any death is bad, but I don't believe the numbers. The numbers are less than a, per, a percent of the population. Okay, so, and those some of those numbers. I just saw a special the other day, and some of those numbers were like are very uh, out there because a lot of times what they've been doing is they've been putting. Like, say, for instance, you go in to the hospital and you have blood clots, okay, and you fall out and die. But you just happen, they test you for coronavirus and you got coronavirus. Well, they put you down for coronavirus, and they've done a lot of stuff like that. That's even on the CDC uh, website that they have done a number of things like that. Uh, plus, you got hospitals that get paid so much when they get a coronavirus patient and stuff like that. So we got we got a lot of hype around these numbers, okay? So when I feel like when COVID came in, COVID was the change. COVID, and a lot of people, I remember a lot of people around that time was talking about 5G. 
You know, people that was a big conspiracy theory that they were they were they were getting ready to put in five G and that when we could get back come back up, society will never be the same. Well, in some interest instances, I don't know about five G, but I do believe we saw the death of an era. Okay, with COVID. COVID, uh, and, and it's not surprising to me. To me, when I see um, them telling us to wear masks, because masks, I, you know me, I've been on here, and I've been kind of for and against masks, mostly against, because I know everybody doesn't have a correct uh, mask, and I know also what happened in 1918 with a far more deadly virus, which was Spanish flu, uh, masks didn't stop. Okay. So, um uh, when I look at uh, when I look at uh, co- uh, coronavirus, coronavirus was the perfect storm to usher us out of the age we had been living in. Okay, and the age that we had been living in was uh, listen. America has always been this individualistic nation and has an, a sovereign a sovereign idea, and with that with the um, with the let's say this with the um, Inauguration of Donald Trump. Donald Trump was every bit of a picture of an American of what America was. I said Gemini's often reflect the people. Okay, so he was his duality. He was reflecting what what America was. Okay, so and it wasn't surprising to me that it was a reality TV president that comes to power. But not only is he a reality TV uh, president, but he reflects nationalism and nationalism goes. He's not a globalist. He's very different from the last several presidents that have been in office, okay? Now, you say, well, what do you mean he's different? George Bush Sr., neoconservative, Bill Clinton, Democrat, George W. Bush, neocon. Because it really, really was a a Dick Cheney run the White House, but I digress. Uh, Barack Obama, Joe Biden. Uh, Joe Biden, Dixiecrat? Yes, Joe Biden's a Dixiecrat. Look that up, what the old Dixiecrats were. And Barack Obama, uh, a left Democrat, far left, okay? Who tried to pretend like to be a little Reagan-esque To get in Uh, Now what do they all have in common That is different from Donald Trump And why do you all see them be friends now I'll tell you what they all have in common They're globalists And I have been trying to help Try to help people to understand The dynamics of the war that is going on By two white Between the white supremacists right now the white supremacists are trying to decide how the world is going to be run. Globalism is the trend. Most that most people want to go towards globalism. And listen, let me tell you something. American people think a lot of times American people have been so full of themselves that they still sometimes we think we're the end all to be all. But we what we don't understand is now that that we have gotten we've lost so much control of our politics that now these corporations and companies are no longer afraid of you, the American people. And now they can, they they have the world stage they can play on. And they don't care what happens to you. Okay? In comes Donald Trump. He's a white supremacist, but 
he's a nationalist one. He's uh, at the UN just a couple of weeks ago. That none of the media hardly covered it, covered it, but we talked about it on here. Donald Trump goes to the UN and tells the UN, "You can take globalism." He don't say these. He don't say these words, but I'm putting it in my language. He told globalism, "You can take globalism and shove it up your ass." It's gonna be America first. We're a sovereign nation. We. That's not how it's gonna roll. Well, you can't tell the globalists this. The globalists want globalism. Well, th- listen, this is what got Donald Trump. This is what's killed Donald Trump's um, whole political career. Because Donald Trump wants to move towards more of an isolationist type of, uh, of, of, of America, while most of these other uh, candidates want to go towards globalism. Now you say, Carlotta, but how does that affect us as black people? I'm not understanding because black America, you are not prepared for globalism. COVID exposed a lot of things. One of the things that COVID, and I remember a few weeks ago reading on here about how Walmart was talking about they're going to replace eventually all of their cashiers because, you know, listen, we're with, with you, there won't be any. Because um, simply because uh, you, you, you get sick, you're a liability. The company who once had was wasn't it the, wasn't it Walmart that had the peasant insurance the peasant the peasant uh, insurance things? If you guys haven't don't know about what those are, those are uh, they used to have a secret insurance policy on their employees. I believe it was Walmart. Don't quote me on it, but they, they, they had a secret, a lot of companies do, a secret policy on their insurance, used to have a secret policy on their employees, and when their employees die, they would collect money. Companies, Walmart was one of them, would collect money from your employee dying. So they would put like a $5 million insurance <laughs> piece on you, and when you fall out, you don't know it, but they collecting insurance on you. Well, one of the people found out because they couldn't, uh, I, and I saw this in a Michael, Michael Moore documentary, I remember. I can't remember what the name of that Michael Moore documentary was, but uh, in the documentary, one of the people found he couldn't even hardly afford his, his I think his wife had passed away, could, or the husband, I can't remember, but they, but they couldn't hardly afford the person's funeral. And here they found out Walmart had collected a $5 million insurance policy, right? So they sue the company and get the money, okay, because the company wants to avoid bad publicity and all that. But I say this that I say this to say all this, tell that story, is to say the company who once, hold, once allegedly hold, held peasant policies now wants to get rid of you. And most of of of, of, wall, of the service jobs and jobs like that in different places are black people. AI is coming, and you're not prepared for AI, artificial intelligence, because most African Americans carry jobs in the service industry. And... You are not ready for what globalism and the competition can bring. And so let me read this. I'm going to start. I'm going to read this, I'm gonna, and I'm going to talk about a little bit about Kamala, because Kamala and Joe Biden are definitely globalists. Kamala is not here. Black women, a.k.a. Skiwi, whatever y'all doing out there, uh, excuse me, come close. Kamala Harris 
is a politician. She knew she would run one day for offices. She used HBCU. She went in there. She went to a HBCU because it's a smart thing. Like Barack married Michelle, the smart thing to do. HB. He knew he couldn't. He could not. You could. He could not ascend to the president being presidency being married to. Uh, to he couldn't get the black vote being married to uh, a, a, a white woman. For black men, it's hard. For white black women, funny enough, it's not hard, okay? But Kamala, just she, what she did is she cloaked herself in HBCU. She went to HBCU. She pretended she, she became an AKA. She did all the right things to make you think she's black. This, as a matter of fact, I you know, I'm so pissed off at the idea of Kamala Harris because she ran off of our legacy. It is not her legacy. Kamala Harris is like probably about a third black. Her Her ancestry is from... India and Jamaica. But yet she's running off of our our legacy, African Americans, ADOS's legacy or FBA's legacy, whatever you call yourself, okay? Pretending to be us, only to get in office to betray, betray us. But that's another thing, okay? So y'all know right away, I am no fan of that. But I was talking about how this coronavirus began to introduce what I saw is the death of the nation. Why I talked about being masked and how I was no fan of masks and the reason why. But I also see masks as very ritualistic. You know, masks are used uh, in certain parts of the country, uh, different masks they use to, uh, for, for when people die. They use, some people use it in funeral rituals and stuff. And I wasn't shocked when they started asking, talking about mandates on masks and everything. I was like, oh, my God, we're getting ready for the death of an era. We're getting ready for the end, the death, the transformation. I think the transformation is here. Let me read you this article to show you that it is here, part of it is here. This is an article from um, NewStatesman.com, uh, and it says, As China rises, the age of U.S. global economic dominance is ending. A deadlock between a, a Democratic presidency and a Republican Senate will leave the country's profound failings unaddressed, okay? And you do know that, which is another weird thing to is that that, that the, the Republicans maintained the Senate and picked up seats in the House. They don't have control of the House, but they picked up. So Joe Biden's already going in there uh, at a disadvantage, okay? Now, he may not be because I see this. I also see this as neocons turning against uh, uh, Donald Trump. But I'm going to um, I'm gonna go into that a little bit later. Let me read this article. But it says, should Joe Biden win the U.S. election, which, which they're saying he has, I don't know if it's a trick bag out here because Donald Trump is talking about going through the courts. So I also think it's possible they could be setting people up for civil unrest because if they take it, if they give it to you only to snatch it right back, that can be a mess too, okay? So, but anyway, it says, to Joe Biden win the U.S. election, he may find that the country he leads is no longer capable of setting uh, the pace for the global economy. It was clear as the pandemic took hold that countries which successfully managed the first wave of COVID-19 would emerge by the end of the year in a far stronger competitive position than those that flunked the test. Initial forecasts by the International Monetary Fund, IMF, over the summer already suggested that China was likely to recover rapidly. Now, isn't that interesting, okay? China uh, is where the virus came from. 
And they would make you believe in America. They would make you believe that we weren't doing things right. I disagree with that. Most Americans, when it hit most of the cities where that virus, where the virus hit, if you can remember back in February, Americans have short-term memory. So the media tries to play you. But, but if you remember back in February when it started hitting the East Coast and certain parts of the south, Southeast, uh, along the East Coast and Southeast, and, south, and some parts of the Southwest, even in the California side, people shut down for like two months. Remember, you couldn't even do there was nothing to do. And most and most of these states where the where Corona was high, most of these states begin to enact mandates of uh, state mandates, okay, of masks, okay. It didn't work. It didn't work because now they're trying to say, now Joe Biden and everybody trying to say, well, you need a national mandate. No, it didn't work. We shut down for two months. Now, I suppose that when Joe Biden gets in and enacts a national mandate, it's going gonna, it's gonna to disappear, like, after they probably mandate vaccinations and mandate tracking. <laughs> but that's another story, okay? So, uh so it didn't disappear. My personal theory is that something else is going on, that coronavirus is real, but I don't believe it's being spread in the ways they think it's being spread. And uh, there's been proof to that. You know, some people say it's spread through it easier through people staying in the house and things like that. There's a lot of arguments out here concerning COVID-19, okay? So, but whatever we're doing, it wasn't working because suddenly in other places it start rising up. Now, also remember that when you're testing, okay, and we talked about that on this show, that when you're testing, I have to give you guys this background so you can understand where I'm going with this. When you're testing for coronavirus, remember that uh, that a lot of the uh, the, the uh, numbers went up because there was a whole bunch of testing going on, okay? But also remember that the COVID test also can come back with false positives and false negatives, okay? So there's sometimes they're, they're off on numbers completely, okay? So I believe that the shutting down of the economy and everything was a big old trick bag, but I digress. Let's finish reading it. It says, um, it says, uh, it suggested that China was likely to recover rapidly, posting a minute a minimal annual decline in GDP. It has already outperformed those expectations, even as the IMF has revised its long-run forecast for the U.S. downwards. Clearly, the U.S. retains immense economic strength, with its tech giants the most obvious ones. Five of the world's largest companies are U.S.-based tech firms, and the expansion in both breadth and depth of the digital economy that the pandemic has heralded, from online shopping to mass Homeworking has merely reinforced their dom their dominant their dominance. Their position is jealously is jealously guarded by the current U.S. administration, including making direct threats against the U.K. government's plan to introduce a digital service tax. And it's unlikely that any future president will want to seriously deviate from what amounts to a digital uh, mercantilism. The extraordinary rise of U.S. tech stocks this year and their rapid rise after the election reflects that widely held belief, okay? Securing the prosperity of what remains a small part of the U.S. economy is one thing. Generalizing that 
uh, prosperity across a vast nation is another. And research now indicates the rise of tech has simply accelerated the concentration of wealth in the hands of a very few. Now, let me stop right here because I'm not surprised. And can I say this? Tech is also leading the way of censorship. We've seen Twitter censoring even the president, okay? Uh, YouTube censoring. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just, I mean, uh, we, we've got Facebook censoring. Uh, all kinds of things, controlling information. They're far too powerful to be controlling information in the way they do, but they have been controlling any information that is at a disagreement with any of the work they, any of the words they want to go out. Okay, so it's not a surprise that money is falling in the hands of these few guys. Now, suddenly we are living. There is the death of the era. COVID brought in the death of you going to. Concerts, live concerts. You going to uh, out to eat? I mean, even though people are going out to eat and stuff like that, but it's made you so afraid that everything you're doing right now is at on at home online. You're shopping at home online. You're doing all these things. The tech world is shaping the new world for you. So are we surprised that they're they're they are they are running things right now? I'm not surprised whatsoever, but. It's saying um, securing the prosperity that remains is a small part of the U.S. Okay, let me see this. Go. We read that part. Donald Trump's tax cuts at an expected cost of $2.3 trillion over a decade reinforced the tendency that the cuts were large enough to deliver short-term uh, shot in the arm to the economy. But real wages continue to decline. Creating a broad-based U.S. recovery will require major investment by government and deliberate effort to build out an in industrial strategy intervening to create secure, well-paid jobs. But even retaining technolo technol the technological lead in a few critical sectors is becoming harder. The emergence of China has a peer competitor able to co coordinate and mobilize the resources needed to match American investment is a direct threat to the U.S. own position. And given the winner-takes-all dynamic, the digital economy in which whoever grabs a data Technology first can establish an insurmountable lead. The proper the prospect of China and Chinese companies relegating uh, the U.S. to a permanently subordinate uh, subordinate role to new markets and products has uh, concentrated minds in Washington. Donald Trump's trade war with China was never really about securing jobs in the U.S. It was about thwarting China's ability to develop new technology, hampering its access to U.S. technical know-how and leaving the U.S. in a pole position. Now, I'm going to tell you, these guys who run these companies and stuff, they no longer have any loyalty to America. Okay, companies don't do that anymore. They don't have to have any. They have the, like I said, they have the world playing stage. A lot of Americans uh, uh, started to ignore the politics uh, of big corporations and stuff like that, and corporations now can run out of the country. They can, they, there is no loyalty. So, Remember we talked about on here how I said a lot of conspiracy theories have a conspiracy theorist has said the ideal state for globalists is China. They love China. Because China has a lot of controls on society. It's a communist country. It, the reason why coronavirus was partly able to get under control so fast there they use a lot of draconian 
uh, things gathering up people. We don't know what happened. People, people were disappearing, all that stuff. So, uh, alleged, you know, China is a little bit more hardcore. It is not a democracy. You pay the price for living in a, repu- a, republic, a republic that practices democracy, okay? So, uh, China laws are very different from yours, okay? So now we're seeing the death of America as being the number one uh, 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 global uh, power, maybe, possibly. But not only that, but let's, you say, where does it affect black people, okay? Well, black people, you're going to have a lot to contend with with Joe Biden and Kamala coming to power. First, let me read this. Effects of immigration on African-American employment and incarceration, okay? This article was done back a few, maybe about uh, six, seven years ago. It says, almost everybody knows that in the past 40 years, the real wages and job prospects, this is from org. prospects for low-skilled men, especially low-skilled minority workers, have fallen. And there is evidence, although no consensus, that a rising tide of immigration is partly to blame. Now a new NBR study suggests that immigration has more far-reaching consequences than merely depressing wages and lower employment rates of low-skilled African-American males. It affects also, its effects also appear to push some would-be workers into crime and later into prison. Remarkably, as far as we know, no study has examined if there is a link between the resurgence of large-scale immigration and the employment and incarceration trends in the black population. Co-authors George Barras, Jerry Gorger, and Gordon Hansen writing in Immigration and African-American Employment Opportunities, the response of wages, employment, and incarceration to labor supply shocks uh, that's what the name of it. The authors are careful to point out that even without increased immigration, most of the of the fall in employ in in employment and increase in jailed black men would have happened anyway. Nevertheless, the racially disproportionate effects of immigration on employment are striking. Changing technology and government programs and a stagnant real minimum wage have all been blamed for the poor labor market performance of a low-skilled and minority worker. Another key reason the authors show is immigration. Using census data from 1960 to 2000, the authors traced the evolution of wages, employment, incarceration rates for particular skilled groups in the, in the black and the white population. Then they relate the trends observed in these variables to the increases in immigration experienced by each skill group. The observed correlation suggests that immigration is an important underlying factor influencing the observed trends. In particular, their analysis finds that 10% rise in immigrations in a particular skill group significantly trim the wages of black and white men alike. For African Americans, the decline was 3.6%. For whites, it was actually slightly higher, 3.8%. Beyond that, however, the black-white experience differed, differed markedly, okay, uh, especially for low-skilled workers. Take employment rates. From 1960 to 2000, black high school dropouts saw their employment rates drop 33 percentage points from 88.6% to 55.7%. The author found in their analysis of the census data from 1960 to 2000, 
the decrease for white high school dropouts was only roughly half of that, from 94.1 to 76.0%. One reason the author argues is that black employment is more sensitive to an immigration influx than white employment. For white men, an immigration boost of 10% caused their employment rate to fall just 0.7 percentage points. For black men, it fell 2.4 percentage points. The same immigration rise was also correlated with a rise in incarceration rates. For white men, a 10% rise in immigration appeared to cause a 0.1% increase for incarceration rate for white men, but for black men, it meant a nearly 1% percentage point rise. Okay, and it says, why would a boost in immigration effectively put more men, especially black men, behind bars? The author put forward a straightforward theory. Immigration causes wages and employments to fall for black workers. When this happens, some of those workers, especially those with with the lowest skills, turn to crime to increase their income. Certainly the census data reveals a statistical link as immigration begins to increase, beginning in the 1980s. So did the institutionalization of low-skilled black men. While the Census Bureau defines institutions to include mental hospitals, the 1980 Census and Justice Department data suggest that the majority of young men who were institutionalized were, in fact, in prison and in jail. Now, part of this was y'all new president, Joe Biden, who put these laws into place. Because remember, has an influx in the 80s from the 1960s to the 2000s of immigration coming into America, especially when we got a lot of illegal immigrants, well, it lowers the way they could, they could take jobs that a lot of low-skilled black men, a lot of low-skilled black men were working for a decent wage. But they come in and working for 25 cents, a dollar, $2 an hour, $3, $4. So a lot of black men facing hard times, started turning the crime. It's simple, okay? It's simple. Now, I'm saying all this for a reason. I read this article for a reason because I want to get to this point. Let me get here. Joe Biden is planning to increase H-1B visa limit, remove country quota for green cards. This is according to Economic Times. IndiaTimes.com, okay? It says, Washington, U.S. President-elect Joe Biden plans to increase the number of high-skilled visas, including H-1B, and eliminate the limit on employment-based visas by country, both of which are expected to benefit tens of thousands of Indian professionals impacted by some immigration policies of the outgoing Trump administration. With Kamala Harris as his deputy, Biden is expected to reverse the move of the outgoing Trump administration to revoke work permits to the spouses of H-1B visas, which had adversely impacted a large number of Indian families in the United States. All these are part of the comprehensive immigration reform that Biden administration plans to work on in either in one uh, go or in separate pieces. High-skilled temporary visas, High-skilled, did you hear what I said? Black people, please listen. High-skilled temporary visas should not be used to uh, to uh, disincentivize recruiting workers already in the U.S. for demand occupation. An immigration system that crowds out high-skilled workers in favor of only entry-level wages and skilled threatens American innovation and competitiveness. competitiveness. 
according to a policy document issued by the Biden campaign. Biden will work with Congress to first reform temporary visas to establish a wage-based allocation process and establish enforcement mechanisms to ensure they are aligned with labor market and not used to undermine wages. Then Biden will support expanding numbers of hot I want black people to hear. Black people, please hear, because I feel like you have just played the fuck out of yourself. Dancing in the fucking street, playing music, listening to these idiotic celebrities. They are fucking idiots, and I can't wait to get on them in a few minutes. Then Biden will support expanding the number of high-skilled visas and eliminating the limits on employment-based visas by country, which create unacceptably long backlogs, it says. Okay. H-1B visas, which expand the available pool of high-skilled workers in the U.S., is a non-immigrant visa that allows American companies to employ foreign workers in specialty occupations that require the, a theoretical or technical expertise. You getting ready to get put the fuck out. You, 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 they said by 2030, the black, black, American, black America would be broke. The wealth gap is so big because we are low, a lot of our people are low-skilled workers. And you will not be able to compete with what he's about to bring in. Kamala Harris was never for you. She's about that Indian life. And not only these two, or these two responsible for a lot of arrests of black men and black women in the United States, but you're getting ready to go into a time where you're possibly going to be unskilled and you're going to be have to compete against high-skilled workers that he's going to let come in. And what's that going to do for you? Has you end up falling into disarray, no money? What do you think is getting ready to happen again? With them two, with top cop in office, top cop Kamala Harris and Jim Crow Joe. What y'all think? Three strikes y'all, Joe. What y'all think about that? Why y'all dancing in the fucking streets? It's ridiculous. You just... You just, you just signed up for your own demise. But shout out to the Latino community. Let me just say this about the Latinos. The Latinos, if you noticed in the election, played both sides of the fucking fence. The Latinos, uh, let me tell you what black people what you are. Black America, you know what you are for the Democrats? You are the girlfriend. You are the girlfriend that the dude comes to. He really he 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 mess around with a bunch of women, but there's a one he can always come home and screw you, and then gone. He never makes a commitment to you. He just come in and screw you, and then leave. That's the Democrats. That's how the Democrats do you. They do you like that. They just come in and screw you, and then leave, and never give you any tangibles. Anything. They and they tell you it's a brown. They tell you it's a brown and black coalition, but there ain't no brown and black coalition. The Latinos have showed you that this election. The Latinos went over there. They helped Trump almost win. Uh, he almost. They helped him almost. They they helped him win Florida. 
And then they helped Biden win Nevada. Now, notice, no loyalty. No fucking loyalty, but the Democrats always are running behind them. They are trying to get a new voter base. They're getting ready to bring all these high-skilled workers in. You know what that says to me, black people? You have fucking been replaced. But continue to dance in the street. Continue to listen to these dumb-ass celebrities who only want to go to the White House to eat at the White House and take a picture with Joe and Kamala Harris and perhaps get invited to sing or dance or tap or whatever at the uh, uh, at the uh, inauguration, okay? They don't give a shit about you, okay? I'm serious. I'm serious. There are some celebrities I just watch. I just watch a lot of these celebrities, and I was just, I was horrified because then I started to realize, I said, no, nah, I ain't nothing to be horrified about because black America needs to understand these people are not on your side. They only about that life for them. And that's how I do start, start realizing. I said, okay, I see what it's about. I see what it is now. Because a lot of them don't have this information. They don't know it, don't care about it. But black people, it looks like you have played yourself, and they are going to court. They they already are going to court a whole new base. They got a, The Democrats got a whole new base for you. And you've been now. Black men did triple did did triple uh, the vote for Donald Trump. Matter of fact, Republicans kind of creating a little new coalition over there of uh, over there on their own, but not enough because black people, you have been such you know you haven't learned how to play both sides like Latinos. You just stayed over there loyal to Democrats, so nobody feels. Like they have to work for your vote. Nobody feels like they really have to. They really need your vote. Like they, I mean, the Democrats feel like it's too easy for them to get. They feel like, oh, we can, you know, we can, we can, we can, we can depend on the black people. We can be sure that they gonna come through. Now, at first, I was like, you know, black people are always saying, well, you know what? Carlotta, you just need to give them a chance when they get in. You just need to um, uh, uh, give them a, give them a chance to try to work and do what they're gonna do. I already know what they're gonna do. Joe Biden has been in office forty seven years and he has not done anything. He has not changed a damn thing. Okay, and you just gave him the presidency. Okay, so I want you to hear this. This is something that Malcolm X talked about almost. 60 years, over 60 years ago, 60, over 60 years ago. I need y'all to hear this because it's sad that we're still dealing with the same thing today. So I'm going to play Malcolm X talking what he was talking over 60-some years ago. And why are we still in the same boat right now? So let's just take a listen to this Malcolm X talking about, uh, about uh, the black vote. of Americanism are waking up and they're gaining a new political consciousness, becoming politically mature. And as they become, uh, develop this political maturity, they're able to see the recent trends in these uh, political elections. They see that the whites are so evenly divided that every time they vote, uh, the race is so close, they have to go back and count the votes all over again. And that, that, which means that any block, any minority that 
that has a block of votes that stick together is in a strategic position. Either way you go, that's who gets it. You're, you're in a position to determine who will go to the White House and who will stay in the doghouse. You're the one who has that power. You can keep Johnson in Washington, D.C., or you can send him back to his Texas cotton van. Listen, 
in the 60s and the 70s, they tore up your families through the welfare system. And now y'all voting these same people in there, black women, now is running around, they trying to put it on y'all, black women, state party. I really, I really want to believe in my head that that many black women didn't go out here and vote for these fools. So you can understand my discouragement this week when I see y'all dancing in the street and having parties for these people coming to power and not understanding that you still have so much work to do. Biden plans to move fast on the pandemic and the economy. This is from MSN.com. It says President-elect Joe Biden and his advisor plans this week to demonstrate a far more assertive strategy against the coronavirus than President Trump, and Biden may take a more proactive role in coming weeks in congressional negotiations over an economic stimulus package. Let me tell you now, if he does not going to if he does not get the Senate, he's coming in with less political capital than, than Barack Obama did had. Remember Barack Obama when he first came in, he had the House and the Senate. He spent his political pro, uh capital trying to get Hillary and Mitt Romney's uh, health care system passed through. So he used up a lot of his political stuff. By the time his second term came along they was giving him hell. It says Biden's proposals, some of which were posted on his new transition website, included aiming to secure funds for ramping up coronavirus testing, acquiring additional protective equipment such as masks and gowns, and investing $25 billion in vaccine manufacturing and distribution. All Biden is doing is changing his people. Because uh, Trump has already done some of the same stuff, he's just going to change who his to it to his people. Remember, he is telling we're going to believe scientists. I say, who the hell is Trump believing? Is Trump cooking up vaccines in his kitchen? <laughs> so it says Biden A says uh, saying these reckon uh, saying they recognize uh, that the United States has one president at a time. Nonetheless, they hope to seize on the momentum for his uh, from his victory to signal a decisive act of, act of action on major. Crisis is engulfing the nation. Now, let me understand to help you to understand this. The media made it seem like Biden was just going to float to the White House. What what we find out is Biden. What y'all say Donald Trump was? Uh, Biden should have decisively won. Everything should have been blue. But that ain't what happened. It was neck and neck. As a matter of fact, I do think they cheated. But it was if you don't think they cheated, it was neck and neck. So, like, half the country is in disarray. Half the country is disillusioned and pissed off right now. Okay, so they're going to they gonna make political life real fucking hard for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, okay? Probably right now, okay? So, here we got this happening. We got, we, what we got? We got globalism. We got coronavirus. And now we got Obama, uh, uh, Biden talking about he's going to come in here being assertive for COVID-19. Now, you know what that means? I believe he's going to start shutting down again, passing out national mandates. Now, I just read to you about how the economy's already fucked up. The China's getting ready to fucking take over the uh, take over in the global markets and how it's going to already affect our economy. I just read to you Joe Biden plans on bringing in all kind of illegal, I mean, immigration, passing immigration so a whole lot of immigrants can come over, and 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 you're going to have to compete with them. But but not only that, now he's going to shut down again 
And some of y'all going to be out of work for a minute. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. We're going to have some dancing in the street. I'm wondering if it's going to be some dancing in the street about six months from now. I'm wondering if it's going to be some dancing in the street. Now, I suspect that it probably will because they're going to come up with some sort of vaccination or something like that. I don't know. Y'all might be dancing in the street for a minute. But it's when them immigration, when them new immigrants, highly skilled immigrant workers come over and start taking uh, all the jobs, and you're really going to feel that shit that you could have trained for as a citizen. I wanted to read this tonight because what I mean by the death of an era is that black people, you have seen the death of a political era that was going to that would have been more easier for you to move in, more easier for you to dominate in. But unfortunately now, you're going to have to play a different game. Because they plan on moving in their voter, a new voter base. And what that means for you is not a good thing. When I talk about globalism and nationalism, when I talk about playing chess and not checkers, what I want black people to understand is sometimes you're looking at two white supremacists, and sometimes, even if I got told black people, you didn't go and vote for them, what I wanted you to understand was who... What moves can you make as black people that can benefit you in the long run? Who benefited you the most? That's what uh, Ice Cube was trying to go out there and do. He was trying to say, hey, we need a black agenda from one of you. Now, one listened, pretended like they listened, and one said, I'll see you after the election. Now, you can guess who said, I'll see you after the election. So... We have got to understand the position you are now in as black America. You have played yourself. You've been dancing in the streets. You played yourself. You thought Obama was a good president. He left you with nothing, and all you say is, well, he didn't have no control in the end over the House and the Senate. But he did. He came in with control, and he spent his political capital on everything except for you. And now you're asked out. Now you're out here with the largest wealth gap, and, and now you're, they said your income hasn't moved in the last 17 years, even under Obama, under uh, uh, George, uh, George W., your income has not moved. And they're saying by 2030, you're going to be jokey. And you got time to listen to these damn celebrities out here Try to go tell you to vote, 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 go vote. And they trying to tell you who to vote for, and a bunch of them is dummies. They out here tired, acting like Joe Joe Biden and, and Kamala Harris is about to get the spiritual cleanse or something. Like they about to, they come to the, uh, uh, to the, to the office and immediately magic is going to happen. And magic might happen. If it does, they're going to be fooling y'all. We are in trouble, black people. We can no longer afford to listen to idiots. And I'll tell you, even one of my favorite celebrities, I was just like, I was like, I can't even believe this shit. I was sitting there looking at him. I said, I don't give a fuck about black people. They just saying some dumb shit. They don't know shit. I, 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 I really got disgusted. Listen, look at some of my favorite celebrities I was looking at, and I was just like, look at these. 
I'm going to tell you what I was saying. Look at these motherfuckers right here. That's exactly what I was saying. Look at them. Look at these idiots. They don't care nothing about you. They just want to get to the White House party. We got to stop the foolishness because we are in big trouble. We have put in there, we have put ourselves in a position to be hurt with the influx of global. This is the end. The end of the era has come. The death of America, as you knew it, has come. The Scorpios getting ready to be in the house. Y'all know what Scorpios do bring? They bring transformation, whether it's good or bad. Joe Biden is getting ready to come with Kamala. And what he's talking about is change, but I don't know if it's a fucking good change, and it's not for good for you. It don't look good for you black people. Now, what I will say for black America you can do, for some of y'all, y'all can still vote on your local elections and try to work out in the local areas and stuff like that. But listen, this election has proved that y'all happy because y'all say, oh, black people dancing time. I listen to black people in Detroit, they can't do. Black people in Atlanta, they can't do. No, you prove to them that you will come no matter what. They don't even care about you no more. And I, they haven't been caring about you for years because they've been courting the Latino vote and everybody else's vote except for yours. They don't even come to you no more. They don't even come to you and ask you what you need no more. They don't even do that. You, because you let Barack Obama get away with it, nobody comes to you anymore. Your black leaders have even played you the fuck out. They don't even pay no attention to you no more. These black, a lot of these black Democrats in the office, the black caucus, all of them, they have played you out. They've been playing games with, uh, they've been speaking up for immigration and everybody else except for you. Everybody, even your black, uh, your 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 black uh, 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 blue checks, blue Twitter checks, and everything, they just concerned about getting a job at MSNBC or CNN. They don't give a fuck about you. They don't care. They're going to get them and their friends shot. And so they just said to, they just proved to their bosses, their Democratic bosses, that we still got these Negroes in check. So they get to be on TV a few more years, a few more years, while you suffer under the same shit and getting ready to suffer even more harshly when they bring in these high-skilled workers to take jobs you could train for and had. I'm done. I I can't tell y'all no more. It's I feel like Huey. I feel like I'm retired. <laughs> I feel like I can take Huey from Huey Freeman from Boondocks. I feel like I'm retired. I can't tell black people no more. I can't beg y'all no more to try to see beyond beyond the game, the con that's been being played, but y'all still keep falling for the con. Listen, I suspect America has to be weakened. You know, here's what, I grew up in uh, a lot of, uh, I understand, I was talking to somebody the other day about understanding evangelicals because a lot of people don't understand how evangelicals move in politics. Evangelicals move a lot of times, some, a lot of now, listen, let me, let me explain this. Some of them are white racist, okay, even though they're evangelical, so they move on that and they think they being compassionate, they not, okay. But they also, some of them move very much on biblical end times, okay. 
So a lot of things that consult, when you see evangelicals supporting uh, one, like somebody like Trump, okay, because evangelicals think they want somebody who's going to support like Israel, okay, or uh, Jews going back to anything that can support biblical prophecy because they feel like, hey, you know what, we are heading towards one world government. Now, I believe that too. It's that, I mean, they've already they've been talking about it for years. Okay, people laugh. I told I, I was just telling somebody this the other week. I said people were saying we'd never get to a cashless society. People laughed at that. I just played about a couple of months ago when the top Chinese businessman talking about China being cashless in about five years and America falling probably behind them shortly. I remember when I was at my, my, years ago, my church, I went to, I grew up in mostly uh, black churches and, and, and mixed churches, by rate, like a lot of white evangelical churches too. And I remember at one of the churches I went to, the guy who created the microchip, one of the men who created the microchip came to our church. He, he talked about this 20-some years ago. He talked about how you would be able to buy and sell by just scanning your hand across a, a, a screen, and it would take directly out of the microchip that is implanted in your hand. And people laughed and said, ah, ha, ha, that'll never happen. Well, then just recently, just a few months ago, I played on this show on Good Morning America where this company in Wisconsin, people are putting, there's an experiment going on at this company where they're putting microchips in their employees' hands. Their employees, they showed it on Good Morning America. This ain't no fake news show. They can scan their hands across the vending machine. And the, and the candy bar falls out, they just deduct it from their bank account. Everything is in the microchip located in their hand. Suddenly, New World Order ain't so funny. Suddenly, Alex Jones and them crazy white boys that used to talk all that crazy shit about uh, New World Order ain't so funny no more, is it? We are heading towards on-fleet globalism, and Kamala and Joe is going to lead the way. And black people, I need y'all to prepare yourself. I need y'all to get y'all mind right. I need y'all to understand where we headed, okay? Because that's why I said about the evangelicals, they they understand. That's why they so sad. That's why they was out. Y'all laughing. Some of y'all was laughing at them. Paula White talking about good. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Paula White talking about angels from Africa talking crazy and stuff. Listen. Part of the reason they was praying so hard because they understand they they they're scared of what is to come. They thinking that new world order is getting ready to take off. Donald Trump was not for new world order. Donald Donald Trump is not Donald Trump is a rogue. That's why everybody's against him. That's why everybody's angry at him. It's not just because he's a racist white supremacist. It's been plenty of them. Joe Biden's a white supremacist. Okay. The reason they're upset with Donald Trump is because he is against. Globalism He wants America To remain its own superpower And that stands in the way Of globalist uh, 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 Of globalism and one world Order And there are people in the American government Who've already sold out the American Government To see the world with no Borders And no uh, see, they think they're gonna have a utopia, but I always tell y'all, what did I tell you about utopias? Let me tell you what, what I tell you about utopias. Everybody who thought about one world government throughout history, remember, uh, first it started with Nimrod, that shit didn't work. Then it started with uh, Alexander the Great, that shit. See how that worked? 
Then it started with no. Then it was uh, Napoleon. Hitler. Hitler was not a nationalist. Hitler was a globalist. Hitler was got get ready to march his ass all across Europe and everywhere if America hadn't stepped in. Okay. Okay. He started off as a nationalist. Okay. Globalism never works because it's always what I said last week. One motherfucker that wants to rise up and rule everybody. So that's why the utopia doesn't work. But these globalist fools out here think it does. Okay. So this is where we're heading, and they will sell you out. They will sell everybody out to get their achieve and their achieved dream that George Duck, George Bush Sr. talked about in his speech years ago in his State of the Union address when he says the we're heading for towards a new world order. Well, welcome to the new world order. We're here. We're here. We're finally here. We're finally here. Joe and Kamala, y'all got what y'all asked for. And black people, I'm I'm more concerned about you than anything because I see it's going to hit you hard. It's going to hit you real hard. And when you wake up from this thing, when you wake up from it, and you're ready, you're ready to deal with what you're ready to deal with, then perhaps we can get some shit done. But for now, it is what it is. Celebrate and dance in the street. Continue to listen to these celebrities and do what you do. Continue to listen to these fools that don't give a shit about you. Okay? And, and it is what it is. I am tired. I, I really, literally, this week, I became tired. Uh, literally, I was like, I am tired. I am I, I, I'm tired. Like, I felt, I understand how Moses felt, finally. I said, dang, damn, that's how Moses felt when he came down. Moses, Moses was up there trying, Moses be trying to free the Egyptians, and they be doing all kind of mess. I mean, I, I got it. I was like, no, nah, I, I can't. I'm tired. I'll tell you right now, I'm discouraged. After seeing dancing in the street, I, I, I don't even know what to say. And to see black people online wasting their energy, Upping Joe Biden and Kamala Harris like they're going to be some sort of saviors, it's y'all scared me. I've never seen nothing like that. I've never seen y'all in such a decline mentally. I mean, it's really, it's, I, it seems like y'all declining more. Now, there's some of us, it's, it's, it, you know what, it's, it's always a few that's coming up, that's coming and saying, hey, you know what, I get it, Carlotta, I understand. I understand what we got to do. And I just got to come to terms that we may lose a lot of y'all. Cause y'all just y'all can't see it, and I, I, I'm gonna have to come to peace, come with, have some peace with that. It is what it is. It is what it is, and this is. I I, I don't know what to say on this. I'm very disappointed with the election results. I did not want them to win because I understood this means the lulling to sleep of Black America. But hopefully, it will, you know. The way he's talking about bringing the immigrants in, no, it may not be a lull in the sleep. This might wake y'all up more than Donald Trump. So what will be, what will be? Has y'all occult celebrity friends be saying? So what is it, what's the what's the, what's the occult word? As above, so below and shit. Oh, shit. Listen here, I'm tired, black people. Just, it's, it's, I just, I'm, I was discouraged this week, and I'm kind of discouraged still. I'm kind of discouraged still. I don't know uh, that I'm, I'm sad that we can't see the big picture, 
and I'm sad that we can't see that um, you guys may have been cheering. You replaced one uh, uh, white supremacist with another one. That's going to be far worse. You thought Joe Biden was the good guy, but he's not. And it's nothing like an enemy you can't see. Donald, you can see him all day. But y'all can't see y'all can't see shit about Don, uh, uh, with Joe because y'all dancing and partying and, uh, and, and 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 tweeting the celebrities and and, and, and happy and, and everything and the celebrities I just uh, you know I have let me just say this I do celebrity gossip on here and I'm gonna continue to do celebrity news and celebrity gossip but I. The celebrities have been so, some of these celebrities have been such I can't even they've been such a a pain in the ass to real grassroots movements. Some celebrities are very intelligent and have, and and their and their mind they you know they think and they you got thinkers but then the majority of them I call them the Stepford wives because pay attention to them none of them they don't ever disagree with mainstream none of them none of them they all believe in the same thing anything that's going to keep them in the know and keep them popular <laughs> if if it if it's not mainstream. Then they're not gonna uh, they're they're not gonna go against the grain. That's how I know they're Stepford wives. They're a bunch of idiots, and they're gonna lead you right off into like if they jump off a bridge, you gonna jump you going right behind them, listening to these fools. Please stop listening to them. Goodness, please! I don't care if they're your favorite. I was so disappointed this week and seeing some of my faves, some of my favorite people. I was like looking at them, just like they are a bunch of idiots, aren't they? I didn't know they were that dumb, but they are. And some of them not that dumb. Let me take that back. Some of them are not that dumb. Some of them know exactly what's going on, and some of them are happy to sell your your black ass down the river. They don't even care. They just like as long as I get to the party. Long as I get, and maybe we should start caring about that. Maybe it should be an individual pursuit. I know I, I've been thinking about it. I'm like, you know, maybe I should stop caring. You know, maybe my ass needs to go to the White House party. Shit. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to deal with y'all. So maybe I need to go start. Maybe I need to be a Fox correspondent or something. Maybe I need to just totally come Candace Owens up, Candace Owens up in this joint. I don't know what. Because I feel like I'm talking and y'all not hearing. But then every now and then I get somebody that comes and says, you know what, Carl, I got you. I heard you. You know what you write. I didn't see it. It take y'all some time, but then y'all come around. And this is what I mean by the death of an era. This is the, this is. We're getting ready to see the end. I just wanted this this particular segment of the show, I wanted to talk to y'all and prepare y'all about this so that when it comes, 
the new this new dawning that you getting ready to see happen. I don't want y'all to be discouraged. I want y'all to understand what you got to do. Now you got to get it together. Got cut that quit dancing out in the street, and 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 you got to you're gonna have to do politics in a new way because you spent your political capital and your political seed for years, and it has not it has not uh, given you a harvest. You put it on bad ground. And you've been getting back bad returns, black people. So now you've spent up your political seed, so now you're going to have to find a new way, new ground, new soil, and figure out how to do it again. You're going to have to figure it out. And maybe this is a, maybe this is a good thing. I just see it as a good thing. I'm not seeing it all the way as a good thing yet. I was a little discouraged. I'm like, woof. But I'm, it, it's a, the good thing is they, when, it, when, it, when it starts to go rotten, they can't blame nobody. You, Joe Biden can't hide behind, behind Barack. He can't hide behind the Senate. He can't hide. It's just it's his ass up there now. And this might be a good thing. Might be good for us. <sighs> so the answer to your question, did black people pay themselves? I think we did. But I think we can make a comeback. I think we can do. we can do this. I think we need to understand who uh, we need to understand politics on a deeper level beyond voting. I know these celebrities out here tell y'all, vote, vote, vote. A lot of y'all don't even know what y'all going in there voting for. A lot of times y'all go in and y'all don't even recognize the referendums. Y'all don't know nothing. So we, we, in some senses, we have to, if you going in there and not knowing what you're voting for and not understanding what you're voting for, you do yourself a disservice. So now we, we, we have to begin to understand politics on a deeper level, and that's more than voting. We got to understand that the local level, the state level, federal level, black people, we cannot afford to play. We, more than anybody, have to get understand how politics works in the big picture, not just voting. This is some of the richest people in the world. You never probably hear them talk about voting. As a matter of fact, one of the richest communities was the Asian community, and I think they voted at, at one time, I don't know about now, but at one time they voted less than anyone else. So we're going to have to understand politics, and we're going to have to understand what, 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 how, how we can put things in play, and we're going to have to learn how to think differently because we can't keep playing this game. We can't keep Malcolm X. Came a speech from 1965 for 1963 for Malcolm X cannot sound. Uh, what was it 1962 or 1963 cannot sound relevant today? That means we have not changed our thought process. We are still doing the same shit, and that is an insult to our ancestors. That is an insult to Malcolm. That is an insult to Martin. Sad that we're still dealing with it. We're still dealing with y'all not listening. Damn it. When I come back, we're going to get into some of this celebrity news. I'm going to tell you, I know y'all been wanting me going to the celebrity news. I really ain't in the mood for it today, but I'm going to get into a little bit of what uh, I wanted to talk about. 
uh, with the celebrity news. And uh, what what I'll probably do is I'll probably talk about a little bit of it, but tell y'all what I'm going to talk about. But tomorrow night I'm going to have a show, and so I'll probably do most of the celebrity news and celebrity gossip tomorrow night on the show, okay? But when I come back, I'm going to tell you what we're going to discuss, okay? Because we got a lot of stuff to discuss because uh, I didn't get to a lot of things. I know y'all have been asking me about Tamar's interview and a whole bunch of other stuff. So we'll get to that and more, okay? Meanwhile, we're going to take a break real quick. Here is Loose Ends Hanging on the String. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all.
okay? That, uh, we're going to also talk about the church. About we, I want to talk about the church and how the pandemic is closing a lot of church doors permanently. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, wealthy donors spend big to expand voting access tomorrow. I think that's sort of one of the things we wanted to talk about. Uh, we talk about... I'll be trying to figure out. I gotta get it all up here. So what I had, I had a list of everything I wanted to talk about for y'all. Uh, we're gonna talk about Common addressed about Jaguar right child. Common finally addressed it and said what he thought about that situation. So we're gonna deal with that. We're gonna talk about Maxine Waters getting getting voted back in for the sixteenth. Is it the sixteenth time? And she's been in the House of Representatives since the nineteen ninety, like nineteen ninety. Like, y'all, that's too long. Like, she's at 84. How is Maxine? She's about 84. And, and, and you know what? It's not an age thing for me because you can be very progressive and not be, you know, and, and, and be an older person. You can have a progressive voice and everything. But it's that Maxine has been in there for almost 30 or 40 years. It's like, come on now. Come on. I mean, I think they should have limits in Congress and the Senate. It's just ridiculous, okay? So we're talk about that. Um, Let's talk about John Legend uh, takes aim at support a uh, music artist supporting Trump and Biden. We definitely got to talk about John Legend's punk ass. And then uh, what else do I need to talk about? Uh, oh, I think the, uh, I, I don't know if Kwame Kilpatrick got out or not. We got to find that out. If Kwame Kilpatrick got out, so they were talking about Kwame Kilpatrick possibly to get out of uh, prison and stuff. I've been hearing that. So we'll probably uh, talk about that. And a whole lot more celebrity news and gossip I got to catch up with, okay? We can talk about Sasha Obama. I think about y'all, y'all, about her rapping or something like that. We got got so, it's so much stuff I got to catch up on, y'all. I'm behind with celebrity news and celebrity gossip. I was getting your little things, wanting me to talk about certain stuff and everything. I get it. I'm going to talk about it, okay? I I just got to get my celebrity news and gossip together because I've been, I was paying attention to elections just like all y'all, okay? So we're going to uh, – I'll do all of that tomorrow night. I'll come with the show where we do celebrity news and celebrity gossip, and we get that in, okay? So, you guys, I have enjoyed I'm glad I got to come on and talk to y'all about my feelings about the election. I hope I didn't send nobody out there in these streets. I'm probably sure I did. I always do. <laughs> it wouldn't be a good show if I didn't offend y'all, right? Oh, my God, okay? So, listen, I want you guys to have a good night's sleep. I will be on tomorrow, and I will do the celebrity news and uh, gossip portion of the show. I'll talk a little bit of politics and stuff here and there, and that's what we do. But I want y'all to know what, what I was thinking about the election. Please, black people, stop dancing and singing and stuff in the street. I mean, you know, cause I don't want y'all to be disappointed when these people come in, you know? I don't want you to be sad, or I, 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 I don't want y'all to be sad if Trump snatch it back, because that's a possibility. Oh, yeah, it's a possibility. He's talking about suing, because uh, uh, to, to, the votes were shady. The votes were shady. They were shady. So he's talking about suing and stuff to try to get back in. So y'all might end up with another four years of Trump. And if they snatch it back, I don't know what y'all going to do. Y'all going to probably be crying in the streets and stuff. It's probably going to be sad. It's going to be sad. Civil unrest. This is going to be sad to see if they snatch it back. Ooh, Lord. Oof, oof. Oh, Lord, have mercy. I don't even want to imagine it. I can't imagine some of y'all, uh-uh. 
I might have to put the suicide prevention hotline thing up again because I, I had to put it up because I thought Trump was going to lose. I, I mean, Trump, I thought Trump was going to win decisively, so I had the super. I mean, I had the suicide prevention line up for some of y'all because I was acting suicidal. So if in case he snatched it back. There is a suicide, and I'm serious about this because some people are really taking this stuff real serious. So uh, there's a suicide prevention uh, thing on on the Carlotta Chatwood page, Facebook page. I can go through and scroll through and find the suicide. Pre- Let me see this. Do I got it up right here? Let me give y'all the phone number. Just in case. Because y'all out here acting crazy. Or y'all can Google the suicide prevention hotline. And the phone numbers to be there, but don't don't take the don't you know don't feel so discouraged that you take your life. It, it's it's a keep life is worth living, okay? Don't matter it don't matter who in office you are favored, okay? So don't just just believe in yourself, okay? So the suicideprevention.online.org uh, you can go to. And let me give y'all the phone number, okay? I want y'all here one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five, okay? One eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Because it's still twenty twenty, and we may have some shockers in store. Okay, we may have some shockers in store. So now, what would be a real shock is if Donald Trump come back and take that shady ass election back. Oh, oh Lord! Like I said, I don't want to see what's going to happen. Y'all was dancing and partying in the street. Jesus, y'all go. Uh-uh. That's why I gave you the suicide prevention line, just in case. Just in case it ain't a sure bet. Okay, okay. Now, I want y'all to have a wonderful uh, uh, rest of the night. I will see you guys next week. We will be talking. I mean, I'll see you guys tomorrow night. I'm going to talk, uh, call you guys um, to, uh, I mean, I'm going to do, because I'm talking about call you guys. You know I'm sleepy, y'all. But we're going we're to talk tomorrow night about, uh, we're going to do celebrity news, gossip, and some politics, okay? So I will catch y'all tomorrow night show. I will put it up on the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page when I am getting ready to do the podcast and letting y'all know I'm live, okay? I'll let you know the time I'm going to come on. Also, don't forget about Christian Nicole. is going to be on Saturday on Saturday's show. She's going to be talking to me about her new book, the Rain, Africa. It's a children's book. It's a, a children's book about the different tribes of Africa. And you guys want to tune in and hear this sister talk. She is so smart. We had a great discussion. If you didn't hear the old show about her book, uh, American, the American Presidency and its effect on African people. Oh my God, we had a dope conversation about that. So you guys can go back in the archives and check that show out. Okay. I am out, you guys. You have a wonderful evening. I will see you to uh, tomorrow, okay? I'll be back in full effect, y'all. We got a lot of celebrity news. And, guys, you know I got to go in. You know I got to go in, okay? So here we're going to leave with Crazy John A. I love this song, man. I love that group. I wonder what happened to them. Huh, they was dope. It's the CC Show. I'll cry a lot. I'll see y'all tomorrow. Or today. Tonight. <laughs> oh, I almost forgot. If you get if you guys uh need to get in touch with me, the Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page, also Carly's underscore galaxy for my Instagram and um C Chatwood Show and Carlotta seventy two are my two Twitter handles on Twitter, okay? I'm out. See y'all. Bye.